churn is rampant among SVOD and fast users despite billions being spent on content and discovery features meant to keep them. Could loyalty programs help hold on to users longer? Listen on to find out. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is June 8th, 2023. We're going to look at new data today that shows that many internet TV viewers have little or no loyalty to the streaming services they use. Uh, this week, we will look at that data to see how big the problem is, and then we're going to look at what two companies are doing. Uh, to try and fix it. Those two companies are Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment and Rewarded TV. And they have introduced loyalty programs to try and boost customer lifetime value and reduce churn. But first, are you using the trackers feature on the end screen media website? Each tracker pulls together the latest data on the streaming media industry, making it easier for you to easily grasp what's going on in a quick three minute read. You'll find trackers for industry leaders like Netflix, Roku and Comcast. And we've recently updated the Disney direct to consumer services. Uh, list which is also there. You'll also find industry overviews covering the most recent data for, for traditional pay TV and the US TV industry. And if you'd like to sponsor the trackers feature, why don't you send an email to sales at nscreenmedia.com. Now back to the podcast. So as I said, internet TV services are really struggling with loyalty. I'm afraid that their users just aren't sticking around. And I want to take a, a couple of new pieces of data here that's really going to show us how big the problem is. The first, let's look at SVOD churn. New research from Aluma Insights paints a really difficult picture for SVOD providers. Uh, the company surveyed just over 2,000 US adult broadband users in April, so it's a pretty recent study, and they wanted to better understand how frequently people switched or hopped services. And the survey results were published in a new report called Quantifying App Hopping Behaviors Among US Adults, and I'll include a link to uh, Luma Insights for that report in the posting on my website. So you can easily find that report. Now, Luma classifies SVOD service users into four groups, non-hoppers, occasional hoppers, moderate hoppers, and yes, you guessed it, heavy hoppers. Uh, now, the moderate and heavy hoppers use more SVOD services overall than the average, and they use more free trials and promotional offer offers, and ironically, borrowed credentials than average. So they're over average users, but they're also over average in their approach to using those services, however that may be. So according to the research, there's been an alarming increase in moderate to heavy app hoppers. Uh, Aluma says it went from 7% of US SVOD users in 2017 to 17% in 2023. So that's a pretty alarming increase. That's almost one fifth of all SVOD users now are regularly 
hopping services, hopping between services. Now, the most popular app hopping behaviors are the regularly signing up for free trials and canceling before the first charge. Uh, and about 40% of folks said that they did that. Regularly signing up for promotional pricing and canceling before the price increases. Uh, that's uh, almost the same 39%. And uh, a couple of others, they prefer to hop between services rather than stay subscribed with 35% and regularly sign up, binge all the good shows and cancel. Uh, that's by that's about 27%. So I think those reasons for hopping services, they're probably not a big surprise. But I think what is a big surprise is so many people now are moderate to heavy app hoppers. I remember I did some research a few years ago and I found out that it really wasn't that many that were doing this but it sounds like there's been a big increase and it's no better in fact it is worse in fast services so first there is absolutely no question that people love firsts according to TiVo's Q4 2022 video trends report almost two-thirds of US and Canadian adults adults say they watch one or more of the services and the number one reason they watch, well, you know, overwhelmingly, it's because they're free. Two thirds of folks listed that as one of the reasons why they use fasts. And the second most popular reason, well, that was that they consider the service not worth paying money for, but they're willing to watch ads for it. But get this, this is the second most popularly selected uh, answer for using the services, but only 30%, that's less than a half of the of the folks that said it was because they were free. So that right there tells you that something is going on here. And indeed there is. Uh, because the content is free, there really is nothing to hold on to viewers but the content. And that doesn't appear to be enough because a third only use a service for three months or less. That's right, a full third of people will be gone within three months of starting to use a service. So there clearly is a huge churn problem for internet TV providers and one that seems to have gotten a lot worse just recently and that's probably got something to do with the fact that we are so deeply penetrated now with internet TV services in the US. Uh, so in fact, I, I read new research this week that suggests that the number of people with SVOD services is almost nine in 10 now in the US, nine in 10 are using SVOD services. So that is pretty deeply penetrated. Whether you view app hoppers as gaming the system or simply optimizing their video service spending, the big increase in the group has to be a real problem for SVOD providers. They're spending huge amounts of money, $17 billion on content for Netflix this year. And the last thing they want to see is a growing segment of consumers come in, binge their favorite show, and then bolt from the service. That is not going to cover the cost of creating that content if a lot of people start doing that. And the behavior is particularly disconcerting when there are almost certainly more titles in that library that they would enjoy. 
Customer retention has always been a priority for SVOD services, of course, because they have to justify their value to subscribers each month or face the risk of cancellation. It's an even bigger priority for fast services, simply because they don't have the security of somebody being subscribed to their service for at least one month, right? The truth is both have invested heavily in recommendations and advanced search functionality to ensure customers can always find something new to watch in their vast content libraries. But these efforts, they really don't seem to be working. They appear to be fighting a losing battle with this expanding app hopper segment. And so SVOD providers and, and fast providers, they really need to find a new approach. And some of them are turning to a very old approach to try and solve this very new loyalty problem. And one of the try, as I say, one of one of these old approaches, a tried and trusted mechanism to encourage customers to, to select one brand over another is a loyalty program. They've been around forever from green stamps to airline reward programs. They're all over the place, but generally have not been used yet in SVOD services and in internet TV services in, in general. But it looks like they really work. A study by McKinsey in 2021 showed that three out of four members of a top performing loyalty program changed their behavior to generate more value for the business. Nearly two thirds were more likely to purchase more frequently and 35% were more likely to choose one brand over its competitors. And I bet like me, you're addicted to your airline rewards program. That definitely makes me prefer United over other airline providers and keeps me going there first to look to see if they have a reasonably priced flight to where I'm going and then I'm almost certainly gonna take that. And as I say, streaming service providers are starting to give the same approach a try. In May, Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment launched a reward program that spans the company's direct-to-consumer services. Chicken Soup for the Soul, of course, owns Redbox, just purchased Redbox quite recently. It owns Crackle. Chicken Soup for the Soul has a streaming app of its own and its own channel and content. So it is launching this loyalty program across all three of those and i guess it's going to be replacing the existing redbox loyalty loyalty program which it has in place there now how is it doing doing it well it's using the blockchain platform tata2 uh, which allows viewers to earn what what it calls ttu coins for watching and basically they get these coins, they get a certain amount of coins for just for plain old watching the TV and they can use them to bid on prizes and buy frequently updated products. Uh, boy, that sounds like a lot like green stamps. Remember those? Goodness, that's, I still remember my mother sticking those in the books and taking them in for free stuff in the store. The second service I wanted to talk about is called Rewarded TV. Now, on the face of it, it's very much like Chicken Soup for the Soul. It has a rewards program and it is a free service. So you can watch on demand titles like My Music Brain, Born to Race, Bad Therapy, and online channels like Flix Fling Now, Thriller TV, and Poker Night. And the rewards program allows you to earn what it calls 
our play tokens for watching all of that content. But it further gamifies the experience with incentives to continue watching. For example, you can earn badges. Um, now, what are these badges? Well, for example, there was an Alan Arkin comedy that was playing called Flag Raising a couple of weeks ago, and they had scheduled watch parties for this. If you attended one of those watch parties, you got a replay watch party badge. Uh, and you, there are other badges available, like you can, if you watch for 50 hours on a Roku, you receive a badge for that achievement too. But as I say, this is more of a game-like experience. So just like in games where you can buy stuff with real money to enhance your character's abilities, for example, you can do the same here. For example, you can accelerate the rate at which you earn our play tokens. You can pay for that in the store. So for example, if a user buys the Psycho KO Bubblegum NFT for $9.99, they will earn double the rewards for attending that Alan Arkin movie. So there's a great way of accelerating the awards, uh, very similar to the way airlines do it as well. You can buy points, you can buy accelerations to the next level. And by the way, the marketplace is powered by ThetaDrop, an NFT marketplace from Theta Networks, which provides the Web3 blockchain infrastructure for video, media, and entertainment. What do content providers get out of this? Well, the viewers get exposed to free content that they put in the service. Uh, and that generates interest in the pay channel. So inside of Re Rewarded TV, there's, for example, there's a premium level for Flix Fling. Flix Fling, of course, provides one of the free channels. Well, there's also a subscription channel within that. And you can go into the marketplace and buy the Flix Fling Playtato on the Theta market, which gives you access to the paid content Rewarded TV really does a good job of combining a rewards program with extra gamified experiences to keep people really engaged with this content and there being more loyal to that service. So the question is, do these loyalty programs work or not? Well, it's way too early, I think, to say either in the Rewarded TV case or in the Chicken Soup for the Soul case whether these programs work. Uh, but it's also worthy of note that no SVOD service has introduced a loyalty program yet. Uh, but I've got to say, there seems to be great potential here. I know Disney announced last year that it was considering introducing a rewards program. Although I have to say, it was probably thinking of a rewards program for its physical parks and Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, and it's not clear how they were thinking that they would wrap the direct-to-consumer services in here. Uh, I have to say, though, when they do introduce it, I'd be surprised if they didn't find some way in which they could do that, in which they could wrap those in. But one thing I think it is safe to say is that people will be watching Chicken Soup for the Soul and Rewarded TV closely, and if these loyalty, loyalty programs work, I bet a whole bunch of services will follow. I think Netflix is a natural for this. It's already moving into the game direction. So it already has a games game service inside of its subscription service. So there's already people that would expect to be able to do this type of thing. So I think it will be a natural for Netflix and others are sure to follow if this is a success for Chicken Soup for the Soul and Rewarded TV. 
Well, that's it. That's our look at churn and how loyalty programs might be able to help reduce reduce churn and increase customer loyalty. Uh, as usual, you can find a rough transcript of this podcast on the InScreen Media website. Just come to the analysis tab and look for InScreen Noise, this posting. Uh, and by the way, you'll find some diagrams in there which will help you understand some of the data that I've talked about. And while you're there, if you haven't done it already, please sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it comes daily or weekly. This has been Colin Dixon and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.